On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're talking about... (laughs) Speaking of fails days... uh, (laughs) We're talking about podcast fails. (laughs) On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're talking about sermon fails. Preaching is a critical part of a pastor's ministry, and an important part of preaching is that uh, sometimes sermons don't go well. So join us as we share the top 10 sermon fails on this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we're joined by Dace Clifton, pastor himself. Dace, how are you today, man? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great, but I'm nervous because, you know, we're talking about preaching fails, and frankly, I've probably done every single fail we're going to talk about today. I would, Even though I wouldn't want to admit it, that's, that's probably the case. Well, we did do uh, some funeral fails uh, several months ago, and so I'm looking forward to this uh, follow-up because some of those came from your real-life experience as well, right? It was a dead ringer. There's no question about that. The funeral fails were... <laughs> yes, I'm now trying to think of the puns that should be in this episode as well. Well, Kyle, I do have a question for you. You know, We always start with some type of question, and so I, I'm curious, and there, this could be the most valuable part of the of the podcast right here. You're going to get it at the beginning. And I am curious, and I'll respond to the question that I'm going to pose to you, but I am curious, what's the most unusual sermon prop you've ever seen uh, in a sermon? And so I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, Dace, um, you put me on the spot for this and I am now trying to remember um, any sermon prop at this point. Well, let me frame the question a little bit. Uh, I've seen guys and, you know, some, some, you know, props are not things that everyone uses, but on occasion it could be a stage prop. I've seen people use like gigantic beds when uh, they're doing a series on marriage, Ed Young. Young. But the one that, the one that jumps out at me and uh, it's a church in Dallas and the prop that they use, they were talking about the heart and they reached into this ice chest and they pulled out, I'm not kidding, a cow heart, hmm. real non-plastic cow heart. And I cannot remember what in the world, what the context was of them doing this. Now, this is a Bible preaching. It's not a, this is not a cult. Uh, it was a Bible preaching church that's probably one of the, the larger churches in Dallas, leading church very influential. Okay. And yeah, it was a huge cow heart. And I'll tell you, that made an impression on me. That's for sure. I was going to say, you know, I can think of uh, some things like serpents and other things that uh, you don't want to see on stage at a church. And I can certainly recall some props that I've seen even over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, things from plants. I saw one uh, pastor that had um, a drum and he was talking about how he was learning the drums and and all that. And so I do have a dad joke on that. Uh, what did the, <laughs> the dad drummer uh, name his two daughters? I have no idea. Anna one, Anna two. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. There you go, Dace. Uh, I tried to get something in to get us started here on this episode of Sermon Fails. Well, you'll notice I said that's terrible, but I really laughed. And that was like a real laugh because as a dad, I appreciate dad jokes. I'll probably tell that to my kids later today. 
Yeah, if I, if I don't get an eye roll from a dad joke, uh, it wasn't successful. <laughs> so, Dace, we are talking about preaching and sermon fails, but we're going to cover some things that you should not do in order to help pastors and church leaders avoid these mistakes. But, but let me ask you this. Can you share with us uh, a verse of the day? You bet. It's a great verse when we're talking about preaching. 2 Timothy 2.5 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And so many things that could be said regarding preaching in this verse. But the thing that I want to highlight is, man, what does God expect of me in this moment? And that sounds so simple. That sounds so elementary. But you know, when you're preparing a message, when you're preparing to speak to your regular church, or you're going to be a guest speaker or a guest preacher, you know, there's a lot of other things that can creep into your mind. There's a lot of other expectations that can come in there, but we don't always do well in the pulpit. And so probably every sin that we're going to talk about, every fail, uh, I certainly, I would imagine I've probably done at one point or another. So I'm looking forward to talking about a couple of good old fails. Right, Dace, and you mentioned this, but maybe uh, we're not so much sharing stories about uh, sermon failures, but maybe these are the 10 things to avoid. Maybe you're not a regular preacher and you're preaching for the first time uh, in the next several weeks. So uh, maybe these are some things to think through as opposed to fails, but I'm sure Dace will work in some real life examples uh, at this point. And so uh, number 10 on the list, Dace, a cold open. That's right. There's nothing that kind of turns the people off than a than a cold open. It's kind of like a car that, you know, you're trying to turn the engine on and it's just kind of the starter's just kind of rolling over and over and you're you're hoping that the engine's going to fire up and well, that's what a cold opening does for our listeners. And so if you are new to preaching and and you step up to the platform or wherever you're going to preach and you just say something like, hello, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles too. You know, really, that's so expected. It doesn't give people a reason to listen there. We've got to capture people's attention. And and I, I'm a biblical preacher. I'm a text-driven preacher. I love expository preaching. But people today have very short attention spans. And so why not start it differently? Instead of a cold open, you could say something, a, a captivating question. What destroys a marriage? What would you do with a million dollars? That catches people's attention. Um, it disarms them a bit. It gives them a reason to get engaged and to listen. And so, yeah, don't commit the fail of a cold open. That's a bad move. All right. Number 10 was a cold open. Coming in at number nine, no regard for time. That's right, Kyle. It's a dangerous and scary thing for the preacher just to go until they are done. People can only sit so long. For most of us, we need to plan on 25 minutes, maybe 35. And I know that there's a lot of excellent preachers out there that go for 40 minutes, 45, and 55 minutes. I'm just going to say it. The fact of the matter is most pastors do not have the skill in order to do that. I have been guilty myself of going longer than my ability allowed me to keep people engaged. And so preaching is a spiritual act, absolutely, but people can only sit on their rear so long. So you've got to be careful and have a plan. Another major fail 
is when there's no clear main point that unifies the entire message. We've talked about this on some other episodes, but I cannot stress how important it is to have a main point. If it's unclear in the preacher's mind, it is going to be an absolute blizzard in the people's mind. And so you've got to have a clear point. Kyle, I think you remember we talked about the 3 a.m. test where if somebody asks you at 3 in the morning, what's the sermon about? You need to be able to rattle that off clearly and lucidly. A main point must be crystal clear and pregnant with meaning. And so uh, that was number eight, which is no clear main point. Number nine was no regard for time. And number 10 was a cold open. And so what I hear you say through those days is really preparation is a, is a big part of all three of those uh, and really just understanding your preaching styles. And so if you're wanting to get better at preaching to avoid these first three fails, you're going to have to prepare so that you can answer that 3 a.m. test. Well, Kyle, you're exactly right. And it leads us into the seventh point, which is winging it. And I know that there are some out there who say, you know, I want to let the Holy Spirit lead me. I don't have to prepare. You know, frankly, I don't see that in the scripture. I see when I see Paul uh, reasoning from the scriptures, these are men who studied the scripture. Even in Acts, they, you know, should we neglect the word of God to wait on tables? No, these guys were studying constantly. And so I, I don't think it's an unspiritual thing to study. Hey, show yourself approved. Study the word of God. Do not wing it. There's a story that I heard a while back of a young fledgling preacher, a guy who had just got his first opportunity to preach. And he spent some time in prayer, but he thought, man, God's just going to give me what I need to say. And do you know what happened? It did not happen. And so it's a dangerous thing to wing it when it comes to the pulpit. All those four points actually now have to deal with preparation. Uh, and I think moving outside of that, we'll talk about some more characteristics from uh, the pulpit or from the stage. And so coming in at number six on your list is the imitation game. That's right, Kyle. That's trying to be someone you are not. And this is a major, major fail. It sounds fake. It sounds hollow. People can tell when you are trying to sound like another preacher or a well-known preacher or someone that's not you. God made you uniquely, and preaching is truth through personality, and your personality is unique. So you must be you. Don't try to be someone else. It will not go well. It will not come across genuine or sincere. All right. Uh, so number six was the imitation game. Uh, number four is bad speaking habits, right, Dace? Oh, actually, yeah, but we skipped five. Oh, we skipped five, which the <laughs> point of number five uh, is to make sure that uh, you are communicating clearly uh, in a logical sequence. And so um, sometimes you can hop around so much and try to cover so many different texts and points that all of a sudden we look up and it doesn't jive together. And so number five um, is really uh, jumping around. Jump, jump up, jump up. Do you up. like that song? Jump around, by the way. I'm not for sure if we're, we're keeping it on track right now. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. We're, we're not, we're taking a break. We're, ha we're at the halfway point. Kyle, if there's a sermon fail that I've done, 
more than others, it would be this one right here. And so I'm glad that you pointed that out because a lot of times when a preacher spends time in preparation, there's so much they want to share. There's so much they want people to get. There's so many different things. These captivate the preacher's attention, their heart, and they want to share it all. And it's as though people are having to drink through a fire hose. And so you've got to keep it on track. You've got to stay focused. You can't be hopping around. That's a great point. Occasionally, it's a great thing to listen to a recording or better yet, a video of your preaching and listen for those distracting habits. Most people have them. You've got to work to get rid of them. I certainly have them. In fact, I probably have more bad speaking habits than many people, and it can be a huge distraction when people are trying to get what you're saying. And one of the things that I'll add in here uh, to make a 4B is that sometimes you use the same phrases or pastors use the same phrases and they don't even know they do it. So the fact of the matter is, Dace, uh, that's one of your favorite sayings is the fact of the matter. Um, I think it's made it on probably like 60, 70, 90% of our podcast. So uh, yeah, you've got you've got your phrases you like, right? So from this point forward, I will no, no longer say those words and I will come. Yes. Now, actually. Okay. Every time you do, you have to say a dad joke. Deal. All right. Sorry. Keeping us back on track. We're not going to jump around. Number three, not allowing for adequate pauses, right? Pauses can be very effective in communication. And most of the time when you're talking with a friend, when you're engaged in a meaningful conversation, there's going to be pauses there. And when you study a text of scripture for an entire week or maybe even two weeks, and you have so much you want to share, sometimes we forget to stop and pause. And it really gives people a chance to catch up with what you're saying. It gives them a chance for maybe a a meaningful sentence to soak in. And so pauses are really important. Less can be more. And so I think every pastor needs to learn to pause at the appropriate time. That was a really long pause. Thank you. (laughs) I was dragging that out for as long as I could. Hey, let me give you a number two. I know this is going to be one of your favorites, which is angry preaching. And I'm not talking about righteous anger. I'm just talking about anger. And it is an ugly thing. It is an uncomfortable thing when the preacher gets angry and loses their cool. It's it's kind of like a car wreck that you just kind of want to keep watching. And we've got some good examples from your home state, I believe. Uh, we do, Dace, and uh, I'm not going to share them right now, but the fact of the matter is uh, angry preaching is awful. So to round out the top 10, Dace, what is it? That's right. Number one on our list is you preach heresy. This is the biggest fail of them all. And to illustrate this point, I've got a little story for you. When I was probably about 10 years old, my father was a preacher, and for some reason he was traveling and he asked one of the deacons to preach that week. And, you know, my dad's a wonderful, godly guy, but in hindsight, this was a mistake. And when you're 10 or 12 years old, a lot of sermons don't stick with you. But this particular sermon stuck with me because as I was listening to it, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I've never heard this before. And then I go home and I talk to my dad about it. And Yeah, what an interesting sermon it was. Basically, this guy who shall remain nameless and is located in another state, probably since past, he developed an entire sermon out of the Psalms, one of the praise Psalms that talks about praising God. But instead of praising God, he said, to encourage people, you need to say, praise you. 
And so his whole sermon, now granted, it was clear, but it was completely wrong. The whole sermon was encouraging people to tell other people in the church or when they do something good, praise you, praise you. And I am not making this up. It was awkward then. It's awkward while I'm telling you right now, but this was a real sermon and a terrible one it was that we should go around instead of praising God to say the word praise you. Well, praise you, Dace, for sharing that. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're in a cult right now. When I, you know, anyway. Yes, if we could get our uh, secret garments on, that would be great. Absolutely. Well, praise you, Kyle, for, for your hosting this episode. I just want to praise you. You know, I think I'm going to need to repent. That just doesn't feel right. That doesn't sound right. Well, and I was going to say that we should praise the people listening uh, to this <laughs> podcast, but since we're not doing that, I won't say it. I absolutely won't say it, Dace. Don't say praise you, listen or praise you. Uh-uh. Nope. Can't do it. Um, so Dace, uh, go ahead and bring it home for us as we talked about the top 10 preaching fails. Uh, wrap it all up in a nice little bow. I'll start playing some music like your your worship leader does uh, there at the end of your sermon. Wrap it up so that I can go home and uh, grab some lunch. Well, let me just end by this word of encouragement that uh, for our preachers out there to stick with it. We've all been guilty of fails from one time or another, and you get an opportunity to preach God's word. The most important thing is to know that God's spirit is inside you to help you. Does it mean that we prepare? Absolutely. But you've got something better than a master's in communication. You've got the Holy Spirit of God to help you, and you can depend on God's Spirit in your weakness. God can be strong. So I just want to encourage you in your preaching. You never know how God can use you through His power and His Spirit. And sometimes when you think you're preaching, is not doing anything. God's Spirit will step in and do something amazing in people's lives. And we didn't cover that today, Kyle, but I could tell you some other stories about sermons that I've preached before and thought, man, that was terrible. And after the service, someone comes up and says, God spoke to me clearly through that message. So, hey, stay encouraged. Try to be on guard against these fails and stay after it. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we talked about preaching fails. And we want you to have a great day. And if you have any specific questions about your ministry, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to us at thedailypastor at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me, Kyle at talentonservices.com. I'm pausing. That's right. Stick with it. Have a blessed day. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.